0: Episode 1 of the Typical Time Podcast. Thanks for downloading the podcast, hats off to you for that and I hope you enjoy what's coming up in the weeks ahead. The purpose of the podcast is to discuss primarily the view through various different angles, hopefully from time to time from the band themselves but also people that have played with them or supported them plus the fans. Also people that have been inspired by the view or have worked with them in some way whether that be producers, photographers, managers etc. So we're just going to push on and see where it takes us. Whenever there's any news I'll speak about it on here and there should be plenty of that with solo work and the prospect of a new, new album in the near future. Also I welcome fans or new bands to come on and you're more than welcome to play some your own stuff as well as some View covers. I'll just tell you a bit about myself. Uh, I first heard The View probably when Wasted Little DJs came out around about August 2006. Ever since then, I was hooked. I'd always been big into my music from the 60s, brick pop, and then the noughties. Loved The Libertines. And when I heard The View, they reminded me of them. It felt like Scotland had their very own libertines. They were so different from Travis or Idlewild or even Franz. At the time I was religiously buying NME, so back then The View became regulars in the magazine. I also followed them on Myspace, which was a big platform at the time. Ripped half of the songs off of Limewire, which took forever. Uh, and that was that then. Uh, went to tons of gigs, been thrown out of half of them. I can never remember any gigs specifically, but the thing that you can always remember about few U-gig is what it feels like. It's just different from anything else. Raucous and and intense, passionate. When you see them live, it's always the best night. So ultimately the reason I'm making a podcast is because I believe there is a big love for this band. From the forum to the View community Facebook page and I kind of wanted to carry that on into a podcast. Selfishly because I love podcasts and nobody's done this yet so I figured I'd do it. I've wanted to do this for a couple of years now since I started listening to podcasts. The Oasis podcast has been a major influence on on this one, uh, so I'm going to be doing this on my own, so bear with me. It may be a bit scruffy around the edges, but in time, I'm sure we'll learn to deliver a quality product that you can all enjoy. As I touched on earlier, if you want to come on the podca- podcast, sorry, or you have any ideas for it, get in touch. You can do this on Twitter at Time Typical or the Typical Time Podcast at gmail.com and also on Instagram at t- Typical Time Podcast. So, yeah, get in touch. Yeah, uh, I'd love to hear from you. Anyway, this is episode one and we have an interview with Baza Miles and Kieran Fisher. Baza Miles, if you don't know, is a music photographer who has worked with The View as well as many other bands, and Kieran Fisher is a music artist inspired by The View. I spoke to both Baza and Kieran on Zoom at Baza's house. Kieran played a couple of songs for us also. Apologies if the sound quality isn't too good at times, but sometimes it's like that when you use Zoom. Anyway, I hope you enjoy. <laughs>
1: This is one of the songs that inspired me for the view, and I'll obviously just start to quit it then.
0: and Kieran Fisher, how yous doing? Yeah, good, mate, good man. Spot Thank you good for
2: uh, being the first
0: ones on my show. Well, aren't we the
2: lucky ones?
0: <laughs> well, maybe lucky. we'll see how it goes. Uh, if we just start off, guys, maybe just tell us a bit about yous growing up, how yous came to be in the industry yous are in, things like that.
2: Right. Well, I grew up between Scotland and Australia, so my music tastes are quite varied, but generally speaking, like, guitar-based music, and uh, always like going to my gigs um, from a young age. First concert I ever went to, I can't actually remember, I was only one, but it was Neil Diamond out in Melbourne, so maybe that gave me a bit of a bug for going to gigs, and uh, photography I was into from quite a young age, probably about, I remember primary one having my first kind of camera, I had a couple of them actually, and uh, travelled about a lot, with my dad playing football and back and forth to Scot- Australia from Scotland and so on, so I was into that kind of aspect of taking photos and getting them developed and stuff, and then the, the early digital ones started to come out, I started trying to take photos at some gigs, which normally were really bad, <laughs> and then, after my boy was born, um, and I paid for a few photo shoots, I thought I really need to just invest in a better camera and try and get some sweeter photos myself. And then, once I got my camera, I started taking it along to some gigs, seeking permission to take them the gigs and stuff, and it just kind of grew from there. Nice. Um, that's kind of, and obviously, I did some courses online and stuff like that to try and learn how to use the <laughs> camera. Um, and with gigs, you're not allowed flash. So it means, typically speaking, the cameras that you need and the lenses that you need are pretty uh, pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it just kind of grew from there. And then I just started to try to shoot loads of gigs. Normally tried to shoot gigs that I was into the music for. Otherwise, there was no point in being there. So, uh, and it just went a bit for there. And I've been lucky to shoot pretty much most of the artists that I've Ever been into that? I've played in Glasgow or thereabouts.
0: I I and was uh, checking. Out, I seen your website. I was checking out your website the other day, and you get a a big list of people, haven't you? So it's not just the view. It's it goes for all different aspects of music, doesn't it? Uh,
2: well, as I was saying, I used to used to live out in Australia for quite a bit of my life, so I'm. Out there, there was a lot more kind of pub rock and excess were probably the first band I was into when I was about primary four and excess split ends. I was into there. Kylan Minogue. Kylie Minogue, yeah, I tried to get get into Kylie Minogue and Danny, but neither of them were having it. So uh, (laughs) it was back to Michael Hutchins and he had me. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, yeah, and then obviously back in Scotland, I, I really kind of got right into my... My music around the time of the, uh I can't, I can't remember. It was maybe it was about 1991. The Stone Roses and Spiral Carpets, the Happy Mondays, Horse mm-hmm. um, Side. Um, that was kind of I was big into that. I remember saving up all my my money for the 12 inches and stuff like that. actually it was probably about four quid for a 12 inch, and I was earning about a pound an hour, and <laughs> spending my money on records and enjoying that kind of period of my life with the boys listening to music so so see the photography
0: did you did you study the photography at school did you do that at school I
2: never never studied it professionally to be honest with you no I mean I I did as I say when I started to to do it the gigs and stuff I did a lot of online uh courses and learning and I was quite lucky one of the first gigs I went to with a camera uh the very first gig I took my when I say a camera I went to lots of gigs for cameras but when I bought a semi-decent camera the first gig I took it into was a group called Ugly Kid Joe mm-hmm. best known for their Wayne's World track uh, Everything About You and it was a double bill with them and Skid Row at the garage and uh took a few photos and I thought they were not bad and then a few days and I said to my mate that night I was at the gig with I said I reckon I could take some decent gig photos and he was like nah you're 10 years too late Baz so I was going to Steve Craddock a few days later Steve Craddock's solo gig at the Oran Moor and I I sent an email just saying is it alright if I bring my camera took some photos the ones from that night weren't particularly great to be honest but I remember that night I met a a guy called Andy Lane who became a bit of a mate of mine good mate and uh, he gave me some tips and we started going to gigs together shooting gigs and uh, yeah just kind of grew from there obviously then I invested in better gear spent about (laughs) the best part of 10 grand on camera gear just to take right. photos and uh, you've got to have good gear to get the, as I say, you've got to have good gear, you've then got to learn how to use it and uh, to get the photos at gigs is quite tricky because you can't say, hold the bus, I want to do this shot again, it's no worked. or uh, and the lights are changing every second, so it's, uh, there is a buzz about music photography, I think, and as I say, I only really ever try and go and shoot bands and artists that enjoy the music, otherwise it's... You know, well, that's I a bit. I
0: mean, your photos you seem to kind of capture. They, they kind of moody the the place at the time as well. Like yeah, the view, awesome. ones are, it looked really raucous. Like like it would be anyway.
2: Well, well, a view gig. How I got into the view about is uh, as I say, I was into the Roses, and then after that, me and my mates went about the grunge music, and then really I was away back to Australia and came back, and then it was Oasis, and uh, obviously the you kind know, of Oasis really took off. And um, I had some mates. By that point, I was getting—I felt like I was kind of not set my ways. By the time the view came out, but one of my mates up north was always going on about the views, the view, and saying he'd met them, drank with them. <coughs> I had to check them out. And then I started to—some of my students were talking about the view. Probably Kim was one of them, saying what a what a band they were. And um, I saw them by default supporting Stone Roses. You know, that was the first time I seen them at Glasgow Green, and I thought right,
0: that's the first
2: well, time. That was the first time I saw them live. I thought The View and Jake Bug stole the show, that, sh- show for me that day. I thought they were better than The Rosies and better than Primal Screen. Oh, and right. then yeah, after yeah, that, I seen The View at uh, Part of the Palace, uh, the first Part of the Palace in Longlithgow, a really good festival. Um, and that was a really good gig, an interesting gig, uh, if you were there. Uh, the plug got pulled in The View and they never got to play their final tune because Simple mm. Minds turned up with a big... Their big stage production and the view had overran their time. So that was a laugh. And I had a wee bit of a blather with Kieran that day. And the next time I seen them was up at Team the Park. And I had a sing along actually with Kyle before the gig, uh, before the stage. And uh, uh, after seeing them live, I just started to really get into the music and I could see what folk were talking about. To be honest, I started to think, I can't believe this band has been about in Scotland for so long. I hadn't been. Listening to them, and then I must have seen them. I don't know how many things you've seen them in about three, four oh years. Crazy. Just every gig in Scotland, pretty much. Yeah. Go together with them all and enjoying them all. And they were, <coughs> I think you would have been hard placed to find a better live gig than The View. I mean, uh, that was never got circus, sick of seeing them. No,
1: never well, that's that. the amount of gigs, are we? when they make a comeback, if the day, if it's on the cards, and I'll still be gone, man. It fucking it's, Nah. So oh,
0: definitely.
1: I'm just, I
0: just wonder whether I'll get staying in a full gag. I seem to get chucked out every gag I go to. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: well, the other thing about the view as well, on the kind of probably the last three years from playing, all the support acts were always. I always thought they had really brilliant support acts, and obviously DF concerts were pretty much behind most of the gigs. Other than maybe, I'm trying to think. It was maybe more Kyle's solo gigs that Watty put on through in Edinburgh, but it was always. Great acts opening for The View, I mean, Tijuana Bibles were some Snuts, Nick Jack Men, the Billy mitchells was playing Mikhail a lot, Brown Bear. I think there was loads of groups and loads of artists that I probably discovered from going to the View gigs and hearing about and stuff. Well, what that, a lot of good quality that's, I, was happy, I
0: was going to do an episode probably about that, about kind of the bands that have came from The View, because there is a lot, and that, <laughs> that is what happened <laughs> in the last... The last few years of the view they did start getting different support bands it seemed to be a different support band for
1: a lot of different gigs they wouldn't take the same support band on tour no, so what i can say about it is that i, I was right into music obviously when i was younger as well but like oasis and that and all that kind of stuff but the view made it real they were they just just on D. so that was then that actually made me pick a guitar up and want to write songs and I mean, the first time I met the band. I, think I was about eighteen, and I fucking shit myself, man. I was I was starstruck, yeah, because right. it, they meant, they meant so much. I I followed them for like two thousand and seven. Uh, religiously, they were like my favorite band, and I wouldn't have picked a guitar up if it wasn't for the view. And that's that's without a shadow of a doubt. Aye. So you want to go back and see how you grew up and what happened with you? But, your story. Yeah. Probably, probably the same upbringing as the few boys. It was just we stayed and I stayed in a and in council estate and Football. On that. I got to secondary school. I was, I was just, just I don't know how to describe it. And any, I don't know, just a bit of a tear away and the music. Can uh, I got? I, think I got we're to about
0: that age, didn't we?
1: I, it changed me, no man. It changed me. I was still. Obviously wild, but it wasn't it wasn't wild in the wrong ways. It was, again, it was pretty pretty good use with it. Yeah. I started I started playing guitar when I was like twelve, just going into secondary school, and that's when the viewers just coming on this for me. And, and then I started drinking songs in that, and I took a different path of what I would have if I never played the guitar because I wasn't that boy. But then obviously when I started playing the guitar, I changed my pals and I changed my my views and attitude towards fucking that as well. So. I definitely did do a lot for me and my lifestyle, and that. That's That'd good. Say,
0: yeah. Really good. Hey, so, what's happening? you get any future plans which can on with you? You've got an album already out, and now you've got a band, haven't you? Aye. So, what's happening with them? I've seen you get a single out. Aye, i have got
1: one single out new with the band. The band's got the real move. Um, we've we'll got one single an I've just been on recorded in Dundee there with Scotty, uh, Anderson at and Ma- Magic Box. Um so that's getting mixed and mastered now. Um so that that's on the cards. Baz is doing a video on that, so we're we just we're just kicking on behind the scenes, trying to get it looking sweet. Right. It's um,
2: a bit uh a, a direction but it. it's a bit more it's a bit more punky. I mean there's I would say Kieran's band now, obviously Kieran. Kieran supported Kyle at quite a few gigs and sing a songwriter with acoustic guitar. Um Kieran was building up a wee bit of follow and I think probably the biggest That was off the back of you.
1: Kyle gave me the gigs and that as well, though. Because ah, well, I mean obviously that's how I came to know you through through the yeah. Kyle Faulkner gigs. Yeah, well that's what I mean. I took bus I took like a bus for like 30 Faulkner through the gigs. And before then it was folk, weren't they? Folk didn't want to travel to Edinburgh when they could see me in Clubman and eh? so that supporting Kyle and that, that folk wanted to start moving. Eh, folks, folks started coming out of the coming out of the wee county and and going into the cities and that, and everybody enjoyed the night. You no, know, just watching me, obviously seeing Kyle and that as well. It was kind of it opened a lot of people's eyes. for round about my way that were, kind of had their eyes shut to what's actually happening and local music and that as well. Eh?
0: I think it shows them
1: once they see you gagging with somebody in that
0: profile, it shows them yeah. that you have going somewhere.
2: Ah, yeah. Well, Vida were another band that played with The View a few times, from Clint Marnon as well, but unfortunately they kind of folded about... That Jamie, Jamie Pollock's went solo, hasn't he? He has. Jamie's a good guy. Uh, yeah, we rehearsed we're
1: down at Jamie's Jamie Star studio. That's right. where the room. is. We've actually got Vida's old room. Right, because my
0: friend, my friend was big into Vida. He, he was championing them. Uh, I didn't really hear much of them, It was, until the end
3: but,
1: like, Jamie's solo stuff. <coughs> I went. I went I grew up with Jamie. I, drew, I grew up with Jamie and Nathan. Uh, I went to school with Jamie and Nathan. Uh, mm-hmm. I knew them for years, and like, that's, that was one of the places that I, I learned. Like, Jamie's, Jamie's dad plays a lot of guitar. Right. When I was at school, I obviously learned them, but... I never had a guitar in my house, so we went up to Jamie's and I used to play Jamie's Daz guitar. You still mind that? It was a black ovation. Kind of like the one that Bob Marley uses with the plastic round back on it and that. Aye. And I learned on that. And obviously learned a few things up there because it was. I never had a guitar in that at the time. Yeah.
2: That's brilliant. Right, Jamie's signed a label just now, so we're looking forward to seeing how Jamie gets on. and I think he's due to drop a single and stuff, so... But they, the Vida played with The View a few times and it was good to see them mature on stage and everything else, you know, they were good as well. Yeah. Another good band that supported The View and uh, and then Kyle obviously did a lot of his solo stuff um, for, the first, for his first solo album and I think there's a second album ready to drop soon. I heard the podcast oh, the other yeah. day the Alan McGee's podcast, an interview with Kyle, so I think basically the plan is that Kyle's dropping his second album and then the viewer back together, so looking forward to that. I think obviously everybody that followed the band um, will be looking forward to seeing the, the boys get back together on stage. Uh, it seems a while since that photo up at the Carnegie Hall in Dundee, taken. And that was that was a really good night, but uh, look forward to seeing the boys back on stage and hopefully some new material as well. I know Keenan's been writing a bit with he hear the band out web, so I never got to see them live yet. I, see uh, the club. I do in the with, of really uh, And uh, I'm trying to think what else is has been writing stuff as well. So I hope the boys back back together. So rather than later mm-hmm. and uh, I'm sure the madness will uh be a wee bit tamer, maybe everybody matures a bit, but I'm sure the, the, the fans will be ready to see them again. I'm hoping to get my
1: band on with them as well. I'm choking to get back Sorry, out, no, out no, I'm to get back and see them, but I hey. yep, it yeah.
0: pull some strings for
1: you. I, He's hey. The manager, isn't he? I know mate. Aye, aye. Um it's it's uh, it's definitely something that I want to do. I want to uh, I want to get out and support the view, the full band. Make a bit, of, make a bit of noise.
2: Make a bit of noise. The Snuts gig went good, didn't it? That was about that popped up in the timeline. Man. That was about a year ago, wasn't it?
1: Aye, uh, Snuts. What did. That was in Dundee. Um, what was it? Fat Sam's. Mhm. Sam's up. They sold that out, man. It was that was even back then before they had proper kicked off, and it was like a thousand folk in there, man. And I went on. Uh, it, it was bouncing, and they were bouncing and off.
2: Sound lads as well, the snuts are a bit like the View Boys there, oh, just know, down
1: exactly here, so. lads. Well,
2: this is yeah. a, I think
0: there's a few bands that have kind of filling the void left with the View. At the moment, you get got the snuts. you've got lots of bands on the East Coast, really, haven't you? The snuts, Mark Sharp, eh, bands like that. There's a few bands here that way. So,
2: I think the thing was, the View were playing all those gigs and... Uh, you know, that was a big outlet for a lot of folk, going to a view gig, getting a high from that, seeing the support bands, having a bit of a blowout. And the minute that stopped, then uh, folk are looking for something else to do. Right. And, uh, obviously the, you know, there's there's tons of bands out there, but the bands that are obviously starting, or the, the artists like the Snaps or, or Jerry, for example, they've got to have the quality of the tunes for when the opportunity comes along. And obviously these guys, <coughs> these guys do, you know, so that's why it's kicking on a bit for them. Obviously Jerry's went to on a supersonic level
0: Uh, Uh, going forward then what do you think how you been coping with lockdown both of you (laughs) not particularly enjoying lockdown hating it it. fuck the Tories eh they want you to still oh mate
2: oh nuts tough times you've just got to try and stay I think the main thing 1st is try to stay mentally strong isn't it and motivate yourself to to keep going and uh... see if we had if we were able to do gigs I wouldn't be bothered last but see
1: because the music stopped it's like there's just yeah there's just a void there man it's it's and it's you can see it in everybody all my mates like I was talking to Billy and about it in Dundee the other week because I, I put a, a cover I done a cover with my, my band Jumping Jack Flash with Rolling Stones mm-hmm. we put it up and it was like oh, it wasn't na- it wasn't even Ken. It wasn't hitting the numbers that it used to hit when everybody was going to gigs because everybody was buzzing no. and wanted to hear. you that to... yeah. done, done a cover as well. Watermelon Sugar, and that's what we we're talking about. You're saying Ken, obviously, I'm, I've just recorded that new single on that, and uh, it's just we're like, is there any point in putting stuff out are Like, just we better just sitting on this stuff and then, what yeah. we can get back out and gig to promote it, then release them. You know what I mean? Because it's. It's no, like Disney it 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 get the right reception that it. That's, it. That's it. it. It notes your confidence, man, because obviously you didn't do it for for like the numbers, you did because you love the music and you love the song. But see when you really love a song and you've worked hard on it and you've spent money on it making it great and then and then it, it, it's like it doesn't it it's like it gets it gets overlooked, it gets missed eh. Yeah you don't want to just throw it away for nothing. No, that's it, mate. So I'm I'm in I'm in between think about they I just put out a single one and then let it run, or do I just keep recording in the studio and then put out an, an an EP or an album or something? You
0: should maybe get something out there just to, just in a pure selfish way. I I'd like to hear some more Kieran Fisher stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, it's now just the re- the real the real movement, isn't it? Ah, well, that, the, the first one was was really catchy. I thought that was really good, and uh, Mikey at this feeling was really impressed with that. So they were keen to hear other stuff, and then obviously things just haven't kind of returned back to normal, which is unfortunate. It was a few of the independent radio stations were giving a wee bit of airplay, and it was also on uh, Big Jim's. I generally um, playlist of the
1: month and stuff like that for amazing radios so di- ideally you know, working, ideally i want to get kind of catch the, the years of Alan McGee catch the years of Folk at this feeling Tenement TV and that what's want to start breaking into that that uh, kind of circle mm-hmm. obviously I've got I've got the material sitting there I've got probably an album of stuff ready to go but it's just getting the facilities and the funds and that for to get everything recorded and put out professionally and that for to obviously show your worst but. We're sitting here now, kinda of treading water, eh? Because there's, we've got all this stuff that we can we can play, but nobody else has heard of it. No. So it's like once everything
0: it. does get back to some sort of normality, everybody's putting
1: everything up it's, it's, it's frustrating and it once, it, once it comes back to normality, like you see, we're going to be blasting because we've got we've got an album there ready to go. It's
2: just, and it's it's not just followers, it's our tunes, eh? The, the thing with with Kieran's music, Martin, I've obviously seen Kieran live and know am obviously seen him live on a number of occasions and smaller stages and big stages and it's in the big stages where it really kicks off, you know. Um i am try the Starts one we were talking about, there was quite a few folks singing along, along the
3: tracks
2: there. Up, up at up at uh, farms and Dundee and sort of Jeep's on Saturday and there was a lot of folk there from uh, that were there Kieran was announced late. it and sold out and, but they knew Kieran's songs there were folks singing away the crowd um, given the opportunity another big one was the H6 festival that Michael Ward and Mikey T put on the last one well sorry last big one the one at Leith Theatre again the same day That's Jerry was playing Kieran mm-hmm. mean, was on just before Dylan and I mean it was about I don't know 1,200, 1,300 folk in there sold out the place was bouncing Some and the tunes went down so well that day. It's just, it's just get opportunities to try to get sometimes a wee chance with DF. Keon's had a couple of wee gigs at, you know, Tuts last minute, I think it was once at Tuts, but it was very much last minute supporting Star Sailors James Walsh. Again, it went down really well, but just trying to get wee opportunities to get his foot in the door. It's hard for, I think it's hard for artists outside the mm-hmm. Glasgow to sometimes break into the, kind mm-hmm. of Glasgow circuit, so to speak. And uh, obviously, you need about a bit of notice to sell tickets and stuff like that. And uh, Stumpy was a good guy with uh, Gary for a while. They were doing the the gigs. Don't, don't obviously know if they were quite happening as or were happening quite as much as they used to be before lockdown. Um, what's the noise? There was other ones about, but quite hard to get to get uh, name really. Isn't that's because
0: it? you get that many people going for the same the same gig, can't you?
2: Right, uh, I mean, dunfermline has got PJs at the the Callum's run, That, that that's, a, that's a good gig. Kieran supported Kyle in there a couple of times there, and I'm trying oh, to think, Luke, Luke LaVolte. Right, Luke's, uh, Luke's a man in there as well. That was a good gig. he, he, was, was, he, he was, wrote some Folk, songs with him, didn't he? Eh, For Ciaran. That, that's right, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it, is it Terribly Beautiful? Yep. We will look at Kyle wrote in that, and it, it did very well, and uh, I think Luke's got a very distinctive voice. Good band behind him as well. So and he's a good guy. So he's another person I enjoy seeing live. Um It's actually and-
0: Butler. Is Ewan Butler in his band?
2: Yeah. Ah,
0: I know him for I know you in for years ago. Fae. He used to play in Glasgow with the
2: Apple Scruffs and bands like that. Right. i has got um, a tight band. Good 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 drummer. He's mm-hmm. uh I think and unless he's got a very distinctive voice as well. So and um he's got um, he's got some management working with him. So he, I was annoyed I missed the gig that he did support Capaldi in Edinburgh. That was supposed to be a good uh, one for like Luke. So but good guy, I'm looking forward to seeing the material that comes out and look forward to seeing him back on stage. I think that's where he's I got on really, really good. I got on well like, man.
1: Luke's a, Luke's a top guy, like drop. Obviously, that's I, I gave me a few support slots and that as well, Supported them at PJs, but like, just, a, just a really nice guy. I can text messages and that film back and forward and just uh, get, get banter in that way. I mean, has got good banter, there. Yeah. It does just look, as I said earlier, it looks like a good little scene that they've got there because, like,
0: obviously, when The View came out eh, back in 2007, there was a big scene in Dundee. There was the law in Louisiana the Brogues, there was hundreds of bands back then, that's how I, I got into all the Dundee bands then, and it's kind of similar
2: now with these Lothian bands, really. Yeah. I, I think, well, I heard the other day that Tijuana Bibles, I think they've been signed up, haven't they, to, is it the West Studio they're now involved with? But they're I don't know if you've seen them live, but they're I mean they're dynamite live with Tijuana Bibles and mm-hmm. good tracks A the locker I have been waiting on their album coming out for a while, so I hope that comes out. I think good guys as well, you know. And the front man Tony's got a great stage presence, so good band to a uh, great band to see live. But there is a lot of good artists out there, you know. Sometimes you go to the, the gigs and you think to yourself, Why why are these the, the artists or the Musicians that were not hearing in the charts, you know, that's the big thing. I always think yeah. it's sickening because you listen to the radio and uh, uh, stuff are pump out.
1: Oh, I'd love to turn the the, the radio and hear Billy Mitchell or hear Luke Lavope or something like that. Man, can I jam right out to that at your work or driving, driving about your work or can on in a restaurant on a just hear, hear music like that, it's real music man, and the, the thing is that music's always been there and it was in yeah. the charts
0: and we had the view in the charts and all these bands and then it just kind of fell away and people wanted
2: something else but it, it's right. not even that people but, want something but, else, but what, something else is, is, it, is it just big business taking over the music industry, you know, like everything right. you know, managing, managing the music industry, maybe like a a Boston box matrix, a product portfolio where they just need a few big players that they invest their money into, and then you know the the masses are starved the choice. So I mean, that's where it's always good to get out and see the live music, you know. And if they can cut it in the live stage, then you know they're good. I mean, Brown Bear that album he dropped home. That's it. I, mean, I, I honestly don't know how that album isn't getting played in radio stations across the across the globe. Never mind no, Scotland. I mean good, good. you know, really good tunes that are uh, made. Well, may- maybe not made, isn't the word, but, you know, we sound great in commercial radio. Same with Kieran mentioned Billy Mitchell, you know, you're like, why isn't this stuff getting played? It's like, well, these tunes are brilliant. Oh, uh, yeah. And obviously, the radio stations are playing Jerry now, but I'm sure Jerry went through the same. Trying to get played on uh, on radio, not easy. But obviously, once you get to that I point, they've wrapped it
0: She's a belter. They've ripped the art at that, and that's probably one of his worst
2: songs. I like them all. I have to say, nah. I'm maybe a bit pissed but I like them all. Uh, I, I mean, I, it's somebody else that I mean, just seeing Jerry live. I think I've seen Jerry about thirty times in the last few years, and uh, obviously done photos and stuff in all them gigs. And what, what an atmosphere, you know? I just again talking about the view, having an atmosphere. Jerry gigs that transmit. Two years, not not the last time of transplant, but the first one during the day. That was something I would, I'll never forget till the the day I died. You know, or the day I die. You know what, what an atmosphere. It's been great to see Jerry kick on, but it's mental. It's mental how he's
1: went through. I like, when we used to sweet him in the Priory drinking whiskey and that, and gone to his jam night and everything, bring, and invited me down to Liverpool to go and see him at the playing arenas, man. It's like. You're, you're walking into the place and it's full to the rafters, right? like three tiers high, and for one man, it's fucking yeah. pretty special. And the
0: thing is, he's kind of stayed the same guy, hasn't he? He's kind of
1: he's
2: grounded. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Definitely Definitely. To back. Well, we're done. Excuse me, two seconds. So I assume, back on. Is that you, backer. Uh, J- I mean, Jerry's a very private person, to be honest with you, but. Mm-hmm. In terms of music, absolutely phenomenal. What a talent on the stage, you know. I think that's again where it really comes to comes I, alive. It's the desire isn't it? in it and the drive. Aye, and, and he's I mean he's he's as far as I'm concerned, Jerry's a, a very genuine person, you know. I've got nothing but uh, love and respect for Jerry, you know, what a what a guy. And I'm happy to see the Happy to see him get the, the success that he's now getting. It's just, a wee, again, this lockdown, it's a shame that's happened with Hamden. I know he'd sold out some uh, gigs over on the States and stuff, but that, I'm sure that'll happen for him in time, and uh, I'm sure Jerry will be busy writing away just now for the next next but It was great to see the Bonnie come out and get uh, number one in the album chart as well, so that nice. was positive. There's been a few albums have come out during lockdown that I've been listening to, but not that many. Paul Weller one's a good one. Uh-huh. and the Moons have got an album coming out but not much obviously for Scottish artists that I've, I've heard I'm not really aware of much coming out
0: Travis, they're talking about they're going to have a number one album, uh, right. album. <laughs> uh, so that's where we're at where Travis come back and get a number one album and you've got all these wee guys that have been plugging away for years in the Cannegan
2: charts I mean, groups like Travis have obviously got the following, but, I mean, I, I like the first Travis album, um, the, what was it called now? Uh, good Feeling, what an album that is, more rocky. Uh, everybody goes on about the man who, I prefer Good Feeling, and uh, the man who was obviously very good and won loads of awards, but I'm more interested in listening to the snuts these days than ah, Travis, great Travis blasting out the, the, the oldies and all, but I'm sure the stuff's good. I mean, quality songwriter... Brian Healy and they're a quality band, you know, you don't play that long together and not be so tight. So. But, no, it'd be good to see some of the... I mean, the Snuts have obviously dropped some new stuff. The Shambolics have dropped some stuff as well. The Snuts are on fire now, man. Uh, and the Snuts got a tune in the, uh, the new FIFA game. I was tempted to buy it just <laughs> just to <the year> <laughs> But I was trying to persuade my son to buy it with his pocket money, but he's more into Fortnite. So... But I think Oasis are heading back to the number one this weekend. I think, isn't it? With 25 years of what's the story? Aye,
1: that's right. That's wonderful. Hit one billion views on a uh, on Aye. Spotify.
2: There's my wee beer mat there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think he's bound to hit one billion streams on Spotify,
2: man. <sighs> Aye, so did you, did you get too many gigs this year,
0: then, Martin yourself? Uh, I didn't get to any gigs this year. What did I get? To? I got to the, my mates' DJ night. Uh, super cool uh, DJs at Club One Hundred in Marrow, and I went to the Lion King in Edinburgh. And then we had lockdown. And that's it. So then you get an invite to my pal's house for his house party a couple of weeks ago. So it's been pretty fun in the ground for me.
2: Well, I was at a couple of gigs just as we went. I think. My final gig was the night of uh, the final night as we went into lockdown, the lightning seats at the uh, St Luke's. And I was at the Stereophonics earlier that week as well. I think they got a bit, of, a bit of bad PR for playing that gig. But I'll tell you what, in hindsight, I'm really pleased they did because it was a, a, a storming set by Kelly Jones and the band, you know. Well, that's nothing to look back on when you have nothing,
0: nothing else to look back on. You know? It's nice to...
2: I've only seen them about 60 times but <laughs>
0: <laughs> so. so guys just uh, before we go just if you want to tell us where we can find you uh, your social medias and stuff like that and what's
1: going on with yourself here. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram and, um, and Twitter as well YouTube uh, The Real Movement real spell R-W-E-L um, if you go onto YouTube We've got some some uh, some music on there. Obviously the first album, the acoustic album, that's just the Fisher. Pay for the Privilege. There's of eleven songs on there. Are we hidden tracking that as well? Um that's on it's so on our digital uh, download platforms and that. Um watch out for the new stuff. Anybody that's that's interested in hearing any more music, then tune into the Facebook page. That's probably the most active land gate I we like, and you'll see the new tunes coming out in that as well. Brilliant.
0: Yourself, Brazzer? Where can we find your photos? Yeah,
2: probably Instagram's probably the best place. I've been asked to take part in an exhibition in Glasgow. Uh, coming up, I think, well, it's supposed to be coming up at the end of this month, next month, but I don't know at the lines. I don't know if that'll be happening. So just an Instagram. I'm struggling, to be honest, just to keep myself motivated through photos, you know, but I've got tons there, but I'll... Uh, I'm, I'm missing the guests, you know Same Shout out to the folk in Dundee, you know. Uh, Jill, Jill Young, uh, Jack Burgers, man. Best burgers in the land, never mind Dundee. We oh, were up man. there a couple of weeks ago. Pretty special, She's uh, featuring in the video, Jill. <laughs> yeah, thanks to, you know, the, the folk of Dundee are good folk. Anytime I got there, I have a good time. And I'm always looked after up there and folk are kind, you know, and look after you. we are just nice people, you know. like their music, the same as myself and Kieran. so... Yeah, missing the gigs, hope everybody stays safe, that's the main thing, and uh, yeah, looking forward to Alan McGee working with The View, that's obviously being announced and that's what's sounding like going to be happening for the boys coming back, which is obviously everybody's chuffed to hear that the boys are going to be coming back, I think this was, I brought this out actually in a socially distanced marquee when I was setting this up. Oh aye. That one, that's that was the last fun. no. Now that's sung by mm. all the band, including Rennie. Do not think anybody else has got one of them?
0: Right.
2: And it certainly won't be leaving my possession.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to sell
2: it there. Oh, I'm, a bit of a, <laughs> I'm a bit of a collector myself. I've been so. trying to get
1: a Stereophonics thing off on for about five years.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man. I'm into my Stereophonics as well, man. Big time. I've got quite a few... Stereophonics bits and pieces from back in the day when I was trying to write for a fan, the stereophonics fanzine back in the moment that had been word gets around, round about then. Aye. So, aye, good band, good band. Who else are you into yourself, Martin? Well, obviously, you're a big View fan doing this and going to be speaking to the band and so on. Who else? What other music are you into? Yeah, kind of, just, we're all
0: kind of into the same music, aren't we, really? It's all Britpop and then. I went for the view and it was all Dundee and all Scottishy stuff. Really now, I try, and, I try and just focus on the Scottish talent coming through. My pals in a band here, uh, my pals are drummer in the La Fontaine's. So oh,
2: right. they're quite different For what's
0: going on. Well,
2: well, they're a band I want to see live. <laughs> well, they a band I want to shoot live, should I say. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I mean, they're right up at the top of my list of bands I want to shoot. Um, I think from what what I believe they had a photographer that worked with them for a while, so that was why I never ever applied for a photo pass to go and shoot their gigs. But I think there's different people shooting them now, so I'm I'm very keen to to shoot them. In fact, I've seen they're giving away a free T-shirt today on Instagram, so I like that we post. And but uh, well, I've well, messaged to see I'm keen to go and shoot them live. I think it's Kers, the front man, isn't it? it looks, right. I've watched Sex uh, before. And good band as well, you know. Another one of those bands that should be should be all over the world, you know, really. From obviously, yeah. we're a bit biased being Scottish, but the talent's certainly there. So, well,
0: that's yeah. it. traveling Britain and you know, putting fridges in supermarkets. That's, that's
2: what he's doing, in you know, to get by. Well, we've all got to, all right. everybody's got to do some there. I mean, that's, I, mean, I don't know if you know, do you know Trampoline, Welsh boy, Wel- Welsh band, Jack Jones? Yeah, good I I. I mean, again, uh, like what a super talent he is, you know, and, you know, he's he's busy landscaping gardens just now just to pay the bills, you know, everybody's got to get by, as the Tories are saying eh? so, <laughs> we are not going comment on that without getting too political. <laughs> so, yeah, no, just yeah. looking forward to hopefully everybody being safe and getting back to normality in some gigs and seeing what Mind this the man and are best going best to do in the next stage.
0: Fingers crossed. Anyway, thank you, thank you very
1: much both of you for so coming Man, this has been brilliant. Pleasure, pleasure, my man. All the best, Martin. Take care. Sorry, Barry. Hi, mate. I'll play. Uh, I'll play a new one that I've been. I've been uh, working on.
3: magic thanks for listening I hope you enjoyed the interview and
0: again apologies for the sound quality at times as the boys said check out Baza on Instagram, have a look at his photos and You'll find Kieran on Facebook. You'll find his music on Spotify and all the other platforms. Uh, I'd advise you to check out his debut album, Pay For The Privilege, and his latest single with his band, Kieran Fisher and The Real Movement, which is called When It All Falls Into Place. Both I highly recommend. Again, guys, thanks for listening. Tune in next week for more of the same.
4: I